Morning, team. Christo's back with you uh, tomorrow morning. It's nice to have your company. Welcome to LBC 97.3. And it's Tuesday morning in London town. I've got one of those things sent to me. Not sent to me, actually, but sent to, uh, to one of my lovely listeners. And, and it's very misleading. And it's the kind of thing that, if you were an elderly person, you could be fooled by this quite easily. It's from a company. It's posted from Amsterdam. And what, what they're selling are um, natural health care and beauty products. OK, so you get a nice little brochure, and it's got things like magic nail. It's the kind of thing she'd buy next door. She, she'd be going, if I, I'll show her this, she'd be going, oh, look, sauna slimming belt. That's quite nice. Or, you know, uh, spray, spray the pain away. Deep sleep. Lavender flower pillow perfume. See, she'd go for this kind of thing. And they've got, you know, um, one here. It's half price now, £9.99. And they've got all this stuff on it. OK, so it's, it's tempting you to buy things like uh, relieves aching joints, royal jelly, ginseng honey for 6 9 all that kind of thing that she likes. But with it comes a piece of paper that says, Dear Mrs... and then the lady's name... Um, this document certifies that you are indeed already a winner of a confirmed cheque. OK, so she's obviously been entered into a prize draw and it's got her name on here. And they say, we would like to quickly send you this money. We have a 48 hour time frame to do so. It will be sent by recorded. Li- We're waiting for you to contact us and we will send you your cheque for forty one thousand six hundred and sixty nine pounds, fifty five pence. So this lady sends it to me because if you're an elderly person and you get this thing here and it's got your name on it and they say, all you do is just contact us. And we will then send you 41,000. Why would they send you 41,000? It's a load of cobblers. Why would they bother sending you 41,000? But it all looks so, so official. The number has been confirmed. Uh, your, your name is on this, this cheque. 41,669. And it's all, it all looks very nice indeed. And, uh, you know, dispatch of cheque for, you know, uh, would you like it by recorded delivery? Yes, please. Or what do you want to buy, standard mail or not? No, you want to record a delivery. There is no money. There is no money at all. In fact, all it is, is, they say here, you have opted to place an order for more than one item. That's what qualifies you into the draw. And you would like to receive a sky blue handbag and matching makeup pouch for free with your order. If you've ticked the box, uh, you've enclosed your, you know, money and all the rest of it. It's just, they're thieves. They want, they want you to do an order, and they can promise you anything. Because when you read the order, you have to read the rules and regulations. Well, I defy anybody to read this and make head nor tail of it. What it basically says is, you're getting nothing. You're getting nothing at all. I'm afraid there is, there is no £41,669.55 pence for this particular lady. There's nothing at all. What they want is an order. And as she says to me... Because she's a regular listener and knows that we like these these kind of things. Um, an elderly person could be fooled into thinking that if they just buy the cheapest item on here, they're going to be sent a cheque for £41,000. You're not. So what do we do with this company? We rip it all up and throw it away. Whenever you get anything through the door that's got loads of bits of paper, it's got your name printed on it, and they claim that they're going to send you money. And in this particular case, it's a company called Vital Nature. They're posted from Holland. Posted from Holland, OK? That's the clue. They can get away with anything from Holland. And they say it's a special day for you. It's only a special day for them, I'm afraid, when you uh, unwisely decide to place an order with them, hoping that you're going to get a cheque for 41000 I'm terribly sorry, but you're not. And there's now a load of people sitting there going, oh. <laughs> because they will have mailed out millions, millions of those things. Absolutely Tons of them. Tons, 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 tons. So don't ever think 
that, you know, because you turn it down, that they're not going to get any money, because there will be people around the world who will be placing orders, even as we speak, thinking that by return of post arrives a cheque for £41,669.55. pence. It does not. It's called a scam. But it's legal, and the reason it's legal is because you've got to read the rules. And when you read the rules, and most people don't, how many times have you, you know, taken out higher purchase, or whatever they call it now, and uh, they said, just sign here. Do you ever sit down and read the pages of... Th- if you take out a bank loan, do you ever sit... Of course you don't. All you know is, how much am I paying back a month? Right, how much are you lending me? When do I get it? And that's all people care about. That's all people care about. At the moment, all we seem to care about is how much more doggy doo-doos can News International get themselves into. It goes from bad to worse. Now, journalists working for Rupert Murdoch's newspapers blagged details of Gordon Brown's sick children. And it's claimed on the front page of the papers this morning that Rebecca Brooks contacted the Browns in 2006 to tell them they had details from Fraser's medical files. This has now gone too far. This is now... I mean, you've overstepped it with the soldiers. You've overstepped it with Millie Dowler's family. Now, you know, a sick child who was suffering from cystic fibrosis. Apparently, they also attempted to access the former Prime Minister's voicemail, his legal file and his bank account. What a bunch of crooks, ladies and gentlemen. What a bunch of crooks. And it's amazing how far... I mean, you're not telling me that an editor, or whoever it is in charge, doesn't know roughly what's going on. I mean, you would expect, wouldn't you? I mean, in the real world, you would expect somebody to have a rough idea of, we have this information, where did we get it from? It didn't just pop through the door, did it? You would have, you would expect, you know, in the proper adult world, the proper adult world, where the editor, Rebecca Brooks, phones them, did she, would she not have questioned where we got this information from in 2006? And then, when, I mean, this, this scandal sort of came out last night. And in fact, Mr Brown and his wife Sarah spoke yesterday of their sadness and shock at the level of criminality used to procure some of their children's most intimate details. And I bet they're the tip of the iceberg. You're not telling me this was just confined to the news of the world, are you? I don't believe it. I do not believe it. Is this the end of Murdoch? His credibility must be zilch. Who is ever going to trust this man again? They were talking on the television this morning. They had a guy who was talking about Watergate, and he said, this is his Watergate. And it's a, it's, it's a, it's a case of, could this bring him down? Answer, quite possibly. Who's ever going to trust him again? Who would seriously ever trust Rebecca? Is the fall guy Andy Coulson? Because if you look... And also, what is the relationship between the BBC's Robert Peston and News International? Because he seems to be coming up with all, all sorts of scoops. And one of the papers today, in fact, it's the Daily Mail, have listed how he could actually, you know, have all this information because he's got friends in low places. I mean, you begin to wonder how rife this is. I'm, I'm suggesting to you this morning, it's, it's huge. Four billion pounds has been wiped off the price of shares of News International. Four billion pounds. Quite clearly, I wonder how long it's going to be before the sun becomes tainted before the advertisers start pulling out of the sun, and Rupert Murdoch goes, oh, Godfathers, this thing has gone, it's blown out of all proportion. I don't know what we as the public want, because I'm not directly involved at the moment, but if I were the Browns, I'd be calling for heads on slabs. I'd be calling for somebody to be the fall person, and I spoke to somebody the other day, and they named a person and said, that'll be the person that goes to prison for the misdemeanours of all the other ones. I mean, I find it absolutely unbelievable that it's still the front page... Uh, of everybody, except, surprisingly, 
The Sun. The Sun, of course, have uh, very kindly admitted to put on the world's greatest actress, Emma Watson, who has revealed that she now wants to be a warrior princess. She doesn't want to be seen as, you know, as the girl in the Harry Potter film. She wants to be seen as a warrior princess because there's a wild side to her. Right, OK. Uh, and also, oh, the, the Sun, tell a light, the Sun have put it on the front page. This is a secret book of phone numbers for the Queen and her family offered for sale by Bent Royal Cops. Although, as my producer pointed out this morning, £1,000 doesn't seem very much for a set of royal telephone numbers, does it? I mean, I would have thought, I mean, I have got, I don't want to brag about it, but I've got a couple of members of the royal family's mobile numbers in my phone. I can't discuss who they are or where the numbers came from. Well, in fact, I'll tell you where they came from. They came from here. And they came from here when they were interviewed years and years ago, in the same way that when you have, you know, guests on breakfast or whatever, it's called building up a contacts book. That's what people do in the business. In fact, they said anybody who was a journalist ever worth their salt built up a contacts book. So you've got everybody from head of the NUJ to, you know, somebody who sort of stood on a roof waving a flag at one time. So that when you go somewhere else, you've got... And they go, can you find me somebody who would stand on a roof naked on one leg eating a cream cracker and waving a sort of, say, gay whales banner? Yes, I've got that person here. That's what, that's what your whole reputation was built on, your contacts book. And people I know over the years who left LBC would go to news information. And we used to have big, you know, in the days when it was written down as opposed to on computer, because we never had computers, and they would photocopy the entire contacts book. And it would be crossed out, the bits updated. I mean, it was quite a valuable thing to have. So a lot of people, and they still do it now. People go into an organisation, if you've, if you've got... For example, and it's not a difficult thing, I can sort of prove it to you this morning, by the running order for Nick Ferrari. The guests who would be on the programme would have their phone numbers on the running order so that if there was a problem, somebody could call somebody. They're not secret numbers, but if it's a member of the royal family, you wouldn't exactly be expecting to phone up and get somebody... Hello? <coughs> Your Majesty? Who is it? You know, and, and, and you forget... She hadn't really answered the phone. But she, of course she does have a mobile... She's in contact all the time with, with the palace. Whether We've never actually seen her using the blooming thing, so I'm not sure whether or not she's actually au fait with everything. But that's, that's how people build up contact. But £1,000 to get royal family contacts would be a bit more difficult, I would think. I mean, it doesn't seem very much money. But is this... I mean, you must have thoughts on it as well. You're probably sort of reading the papers every day thinking, can it get much worse? The answer is yes. A lot of the papers are now predicting, as this scandal has spread to the sun, and the Sunday Times, worse is to come. And that's what Rebecca Brooks said the other day, and that's what Andy Coulson said the other day, that worse is to come. To be honest with you, it doesn't cut the mustard with me. I'm far more interested in why Danielle Lloyd has gone naked because she's expecting a baby. And then I had to remind myself that that would be Danielle Lloyd making the racist comments to Shilpa Shetty, who we seem to have brushed under the carpet. And I remember that classic Danielle Lloyd comment, which, I mean, the whole thing, if you remember, that's why Channel 4's Big Brother started disappearing and Ofcom went, listen, enough is enough, because it got really bad with... Uh, I forget the other... Was it Joe? Was it Joe from... Es Joe Amira... Well, she hasn't resurfaced since she's disappeared. Danielle Lloyd still hawking her place around. You know, she managed to get away with it. And yet one of the things she said when Shilpa Shetty went to make a meal, she said, I wouldn't touch that. She said, you don't know where their hands have been. And she didn't think that was racist. <laughs> That's why every time I see Danielle Lloyd, I secretly spit at the paper, I'm afraid. 16 minutes past five. <laughs> 
piece of headlines as it's claimed the Queen and former Prime Minister Gordon Brown are caught up in the hacking scandal. Senior police officers involved face big questions later. They speak to the Home Affairs Select Committee about previous investigations, as the Sun and Sunday Times are reported to have also been involved. More than a third of universities in England have been given the go-ahead to charge fees of £9,000 a year from next year. From 2012, students will be on average paying almost £8,500 a year. And after 14 rollovers, another chance to get that £166 million Euro Millions jackpot this evening. If one person wins, they could pick up almost £10,000 a day in interest. Have a check on the... It's not enough to keep our, our Jay Louise happy, I should imagine. She's from Essex. <laughs> got very high stats. Ten grand a day. Oh, no. Of course, of course, if I won tonight, I would be in first thing tomorrow morning. To well, I would travel. expect so, too. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> OK, starting on the southbound M1. There's a broken down vehicle... Morning, everybody. 18 minutes past five. So, the sc- I don't want to go on about the hacking scandal, because you're probably bored witless already. You're probably just waiting, as indeed everybody else is. We're like the, the carrion crow around the carcass, picking at it a little bit more and a little bit more. And eventually, I mean, it, it could be the end. It could be the end of, uh, of the Sun and the Sunday Times. I mean, I, I, I find it a bit far-fetched, but there again, I found, you know, the closure of the News of the World a bit far-fetched as well. And all these papers could close because of the actions of a few people. You know, I mean, if if you saw your civil liberty disappearing and your job disappearing, wouldn't you dob somebody in? Excuse me, miss, it was him. He did it. Why should we all suffer for the actions of that so-and-so over there? That's how it's going to be, isn't it? Ray and Balham says, my advice to Mr Super Rupee Murdoch is to get out of the country while he's still got his liberty. I just, it was, it was the picture the other day that made everybody sick of him and Rebecca standing there with big smiles on their faces, having been out for a very, very expensive dinner at a very expensive London uh, hotel. And you think, there's 200 people sitting at home now, twiddling their thumbs, going, thanks a bunch, mate. Thanks a bunch. See what happens today, shall we? So, uh, on the front of the, uh, the Daily Mirror, they've got the Browns. How did the Sun know my boy was sick? And the answer is, by ill-gotten gains, they managed to find information. Editor Rebecca Brooke told him she knew Fraser had cystic fibrosis. It's also alleged Prince Charles's phone was hacked. Goes on. I mean, it's, it's just everybody. Anybody listening at the moment? Was your phone hacked? My phone hacked? I don't know. Ridiculous, isn't it? And uh, he says, I'm very, I'm very sad and very hurt. The Sunday Times got Mr Brown's bank details. Good God, is nothing safe now? I mean, I understand it's probably quite clever to get these sort of things. And they always say you can get anything you like. You've only got to stand by a cash point to find the amount of information that people leave there lying on the ground. I'm often to be found picking up, you know, some, as, as I'm putting my card in, I pick somebody's thing up to see how much money they took out. I'm always fascinated by that. And you think, why would you leave that there unless you're particularly stupid? And it's... Why did you bother asking for a receipt in the first place? It says, do you want a receipt? Do you not want a receipt? I'll never get a receipt. And then it comes out of the machine, you go, excuse me, your receipt. I don't need it. Well, what did you ask for it for, then? God, blimey, some dumb people. Dumb, dumb people. So, would Murdoch knife his oldest pal to save his empire? And you've got here uh, Les Hinton. One of Murdoch's senior executives, on his staff more than 50 years. Rebecca, former News of the World and Sun editor, a News International chief executive since 2009. Andy Coulson looks like the fall guy to me here. He looks like they're going to sacrifice somebody. And also maybe James Murdoch as well. They say here Les will be sacrificed to save James and Rebecca. Because it happened on Les's watch. And uh, it goes from bad to worse. Not half as funny as the Beckhams... Silly name that they've given their daughter, Harper Seven. I mean, it, it sounds like a space shuttle or something. Harper Seven, the number seven. 
Harper Seven Beckham. I know. The number seven, yes. Spelled S-E-V-E-N. No, it's Harper Seven, her name is. Harper Seven Beckham. The reason being, seven is David Beckham's number. And Harper is apparently the children's favourite Disney character from The Witch of Something... I mean, how stupid do you have to be? I mean, I know. I mean, the trouble is, she's going to be called at school Harpy. And you don't want to be called Harpy, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen. Or Harpic, because she goes round the bend. You know, she's get all these names are going to come up now. The trouble is, in America, this will be considered a normal name. Because they're all doolally over there. They, you know, they really do give... It's not just balmy people over here that give their children stupid names or silly spellings. Over in America, they go, oh, gee, that's good. That, I like that name. Harpy Seven. Harper Seven. Because the joke was yesterday, Amanda, that somebody said to David... What what time, sorry, what, what, what are you going to call the little girl? And he thought they said, what time was she born? So he said, Harper Seven. OK, and then the whole thing got built. That's how we think it's happened. We all thought it was a joke yesterday. I have to be honest, I left the studio seriously thinking that nobody in their right mind, unless you'd been on sort of mind-bending drugs or swallowed three Halliborange in one day, would actually come up with such a stupid name. I mean, you're giving a little... Ge- Why can't you be called something like... Primrose, or I mean, anything. It's like calling a boy, you know, or Emma, just anything. You know, hello, here is my son, window blind 33. What does that mean? Well, we live on the 33rd floor and we like window blinds. I think parents should be prosecuted or we sell window blinds. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, then there's the obese ex policeman in all the papers today. Um, he's, he's a glutton. He's diabetic, he takes more tablets, he weighs 22 stone, and uh, he says, if I don't uh, have this operation uh, on the NHS, because I'm not going to pay for it because I'm too tight, uh, I'm going to die within a year. And I'm thinking, why don't you stop eating? Because he's a glutton. Even his lawyer admits he cannot stop eating. He eats and eats and eats. He's made no effort whatsoever, so he wants a gastric band fitted. And so what he's done is taken the NHS to court because they've said, we're not going to operate on you because you're not fat enough. You've got to be, you have to fit a criteria, so he's taken them to court. Not only is he taking them to court, costing us huge amounts of money for this fat, overweight waste of space, but he's getting legal aid as well, so he's not even paying for it. He gets all his medicine for free, he gets everything for free, because old lardy bloke wants a free operation. He claims he's going to die within a year. I'd quite like to see the medical report that he is going to die within a year, because if he is, then surely he's going to make some effort to go some way to losing a bit of weight. Thanks, Popskins. Popsicles. Is that sexist? Yes, probably. I know, I know. That's why I didn't think it could ever be classed as sexist. It's like, hmm, great, great ass. You know, people say in America, people go, you can't say that. You go, but it's a compliment. They go, yes. But who are you saying that? The cat. Talking to the cat. So anyway, so this bloke here... Um, he's already been to court once before, and the court have said, no, they don't have to give you this operation. You're, you know, go back and lose the weight. And so now, they, they expect this hearing in London to last for two days. What a waste of money. It's, you know, it's, it's like people who go in there... I mean, I, I told you before, when I went in to have my stents done, because I'd blocked arteries, and, uh, and I was fairly... It was fairly serious, because they got me in fairly quickly. Normally, if it's, it's, it's not that serious, they might leave it for a little bit longer. And there were people on my ward, because I was on a mixed ward, there was a woman over the road from me, over the road, in the, in the, in the bed up opposite me, and she'd had uh, heart surgery. She'd had open, they, they'd given her another heart. And uh, there was a bloke next to me, and he couldn't wait to, uh, to be able to be given the all clear so he could go outside and have a fag. 
And I kept thinking, if, if, if the doctors and the surgeons knew that you were going to carry on smoking, why would they bother giving you the operation? Die! It's your own fault. It's self-inflicted. Nobody makes you smoke. But then this operation probably costs about 11 grand. What the one costs for Tom Condliffe, who weighs 22 stone. I mean, he, he says he blames diabetes for his weight gain. Well, that is true. To a certain extent, insulin will make you put on weight. There's not a lot you can do about it. It's just the way it is. So you have to moderate things. You know, you have to do a bit of... He doesn't appear to do any exercise at all and and seems to want all the things. And he's saying, if you give me this operation, then uh, he's only doing it for selfish reasons because he doesn't want to die. He's only doing... He's not doing it for any other reason apart from, if I don't get this operation, I'm going to die. And I'm thinking, but why don't you make the effort and start, you know, cutting back, eating healthy, eating salads... There's lots of pictures of uh, Pauline Quirk in the paper today. She's lost, I think, six stone. She's done it on the diet that um, Paul Savory uh, did, which I think was Lighter Life, and it's where you have all sorts of strange things. So she's now, of course, going to be an ambassador for them. There'll probably be a fitness DVD. The one problem is, and I'm gonna, I shall find out, because I think she's booked to come in for an in-conversation, and I'm a... I love Pauline Quirk. I mean, I loved... My, the other person I, I talked to years ago was... Um, that woman who played Hyacinth Bouquet and Patricia Routledge. I loved her at all. I loved her as Hetty Wainthrop. And also, Pauline Quirk has played a copper. We've been through traumas in EastEnders. So I'd better talk about the weight loss. But I'm keen to see close up what the weight loss looks like. Because that's the thing that you have to look at. If people lose a lot of weight, then they do become a bit gaunt. Because sometimes being that size, not, not, not admittedly as big as she was, suits a lot of people. Sarah Ferguson, still droning on to anybody who'll listen. And frankly, I don't know why I include myself in this, because I'm so bored with this dreary old baggage. It, I'm, I beg his belief that she's saying she's hoping to find a man, and it could be Andrew, she said, because he's a good man. Leaving Andrew was the biggest mistake. He got rid of you, dear. He got rid of you, because you were playing around all over the place. I mean, you have to look at this logically, Sarah. Why don't you just finally, finally, being Sarah, accept some responsibility? It's always poor little you... Poor little you. And she says here, uh, she spoke of being snubbed for William and Kate's royal wedding. Says, I cannot understand, I can't believe why I was not there. Are you stupid? Of course you weren't there. Why would you be there? Why would you be there? They don't like you and you're nothing to do with them. LBC 97.3. Morning, everybody. 28 minutes to six. Nice to be company. Talking of scams, says Bridget. I received an email a few days ago, supposedly from HM Revenue and Tax, telling me I had a £956 tax rebate and asking me to click on a large red panel to download a form to claim the rebate. It all looked very plausible with the correct logo, but I imagine clicking the panel would have downloaded a virus. I deleted it immediately, so we'll have to rely on winning the Euro Millions tonight. Together with the rest of the country. Uh, 166 million, as uh, J. Louise said. You know, she said, would I be in tomorrow? I thought, I'll be going. And here's J. Louise. I'm speaking to you from Terminal 2. <laughs> the traffic is, who cares? I'm flying off. 10,000 man a day interest. That's it, provided you want to keep the money intact. Well, I wouldn't. I'd be giving money to charity straight away. That would be my humanitarian side coming out. I would be the new Mother Teresa. So the front page headlines uh, on the newspapers would be, lottery winner gives away 10 million in a matter of minutes. You know, uh, that I'd like to do. That would be, that would be very, very satisfying. Because let's face it, you never had the money to start with. So what difference would it make if you gave a load away? With 166 million, I mean, you could make a lot of people very happy. 
And then, and I would actually have to say to people, listen, don't bother writing asking for money because we've given a code word to all my friends and colleagues that has to go on the envelope. If it doesn't have that code word, the uh, the letters get binned. So, because uh, you do get people who write, I haven't had a you know a proper Christmas dinner for twenty years. We're not having it this year, then are you? So you won't miss it and all that kind of thing. You know, I can't afford to buy any any toys uh, for myself, and I'd, I'd quite like a new. Fo- well, you're not having any of this, not having any of it. But uh, you, you have to be very careful. The latest um, uh, scam emails are claiming to be from either DHL, FedEx, or any one of the other carriers, saying you're. Well, if you haven't ordered anything and you're not expecting anything to arrive by carrier, don't bother opening them up, OK? You just put them straight away in your junk... I mean, I find it absolutely wonderful. I love... We have junk email here. If anybody's particularly stupid, and we have one person who is particularly stupid, I'd, it's, you, once you've sent them into the junk mail, you never see them ever again. So they could sit there writing their lonely little letters, uh, you know, as long as they want to, because it never actually gets anywhere. Did you read about the Barnes mystery, says Derek, skull found in David Attenborough's garden? Yes, it was apparently the... The skull of, um, it was a murder victim, wasn't it, I think, found in Attenborough's garden. I think that's quite exciting. Don't you think that's quite, I know it happened a long, long time ago, but I think that's quite exciting. A little bit of history there. Tony says, do you think getting rid of the news of the world was an overreaction? No. I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming. Neither did any of the other journalists down. They probably thought, like most things, they were a bit Teflon, and, and it would have gone away. And it didn't. Uh, prize drawers are just junk mail. Do what I do. Bin them. I don't, I don't get any at home at all. I get no junk mail at all. I must be extremely lucky. Because I know some people... Mind you, some people like junk mail. They really do. Some people absolutely love it. And it, because it's a bit of context, so I suppose, for our lady in Hounslow, with her free... So, I mean, it probably made amusing reading for her. Luckily, she's an LBC listener, so she is educated. There are unfortunately lots of sad people out there who would have thought that they really would have won a cheque for 46000 It's a lovely thing here. Manicure and pedicure set. Only £10.99. Seems very good value, doesn't it? And the must-have accessory for happy feet. Foot comfort shoe. I like the multi-action foot cream. I'm going for that one. I like the... An apple a day weight control. Fantastic. God, they've got some really good stuff here. They've got, I like the idea of the deep sleep lavender flower pillar perfume. I bought a mattress cover the other day. I only mention it because it's a hypoallergenic one. It's made out of paper. I bought it in John Lewis. I thought it was a bit cheap. 15 pounds. Because what I did was, it's, it's really... I don't know if you've... Um, an elderly person wouldn't be able to buy this and put... You'd never get it on the mattress. It's got a zip on it, but it's made out of paper. And so you've got to lift the mattress up, slide this... It's just a... Phys- I ripped it. I had to throw it away. And then, stupid... Do you remember yesterday I said I was going to have rice? Yes, it rice with broccoli and peas. And I was going to be really healthy. And people get saying, oh, eat brown rice. I went, no, no, it's going to be white rice. And so I went out and bought it. I bought two packets of the, of the rice and all the, And I'm all ready to do it. I threw it away. I put it in a bag and I hung it on a hook. And I'm going to think, right, well, I'll have that a little bit later on. And I go back to it later and I go, well, where's that gone to? It's just vanished. And I said, I threw the rubbish out earlier the day. I go downstairs to try and retrieve it. And of course, the dustman had been. So somebody's got my rice somewhere. Not at all happy about that. Um, by reading this text, you are agreeing to the terms and conditions below. One, you'll not read the terms and conditions below. Two, I won't be giving you any money because I don't know you. So basically forget it. And anyway, I'm off to Barbados. Seems fair enough, doesn't it? We like that. Uh, after hearing that Rebecca apparently told Gordon Brown some time ago about the fact that they had all the information about his son having cystic fibrosis, whilst not for one moment saying it was right for the journos to hack the phones, could I ask, says Paul, if he was told 
uh, this. Did Gorzen not raise it straight away in Parliament and get straight onto Scotland Yard? It was 2006, so we're looking at... F- this is five years ago. Also, are we deluding ourselves that Mr Murdoch will lose control of Sky? As you know, the whole country is going digital... London by the end of the year. The truth of it is the main reason we've gone digital so quickly is that the set-top boxes and dishes are subsidised as they don't come cheap. Who subsidised it? Sky. And which Australian mogul owns most of the company? Mr Murdoch. If he threatens to pull the plug just on Sky UK, are we up the creek without a paddle? What's the betting he gets away with it after a decent interval? Interestingly enough, says Paul, I and millions of others yesterday got letters to say our subscription price is being frozen for 12 months. So there you go. Cynical. Moi. Uh, by the week when you speak to Pauline, you're going to ask her why nobody in the Woolpack recognised her. Do you know, I'm going to use that as my first question. I knew it was you straight away when you walked in the Woolpack. How come nobody... Have they not watched television up there in Emmerdale land? But interesting. So, are you a Sky subscriber? Have you been told it's been frozen for, uh, for a year? That sounds like a way of trying to win you over. 84850, steve at uk. I love the idea of a job seeker here. This is uh, Daniel Bird. He's been rejected for 300 jobs, so he's obviously not doing the right thing. So he decided to do something completely different and be original. So he got notices printed up with his photo saying, well, somebody give me a job. And, um, and so within, within a week, he, he stuck him on lampposts and anywhere he could find. Within a week, he'd been offered a job, uh... As, uh, as a new bingo caller with Mecca Bingo. Unfortunately, the council are also prosecuting him for fly-posting. So he's, he's not winning here. He was hit with a £75 uh, fine. He said, I'm shocked. I'm not a criminal. Um, I under- See, the trouble is I'm on, I'm on two sides here. I'm on his side for being innovative. On the other hand, we don't want people coming around sticking little posters all over the place. Otherwise, we'll all have it. You get them on the posters now. Anybody see my little doggy? Anybody seen... There was a cat by the side of the road the other day. I can't even begin to tell you how this poor woman would ever identify it again, but that's neither here nor there. And people put up posters for all sorts of things. You know, you get farmer's market posters. If everybody started asking for a job and sticking a poster up, we'd be inundated with this rubbish. I wouldn't mind if they came back and actually took it down again, but they tend not to. They tend not to. Uh, What else we got here? A lovely little picture of... um, It's a little monkey that's at Longleat Safari Park. And he's sitting there on 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 a... branch, which is what monkeys, is only a tiny little thing, a little baby, and he decides that he's going to have, he's going to pick um, some, uh, some flowers. He picks a stinging nettle. <laughs> he's, unfortunately, it stings his little paw, so he then has to put his paw in his mouth and try and suck the, the hatred out of the blooming stinging nettle. Well, the hatred from the stinging nettle. I didn't realise they were showing us a plant on the television the other day. It's one of these programs where they've got some guy who goes through the jungle and he said this tree here he said is the most dangerous tree i thought he was going to show us a snake because you know me and snakes and and he shows us a tree he took to go anywhere near this tree he puts on a complete suit with a helmet glasses thick gloves because what this tree has got underneath its leaves are spikes but they're so thin he said you only have to touch it and they go straight under your skin this, I mean, it, I've never seen anything. So it, it's really high on the dangerous list. And I thought, wow. Wow. And uh, after reading the paper, says Mark, I asked my partner, what do you think of Harper 7? She said, I think they're innocent and should be released straight away. Free the Harper 7. It's going to be our new slogan on the programme. Free the Harper 7. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Mark's going out collecting somebody's car today who has not paid. In other words, they've, they've taken out uh, a loan, 
and they've decided to be a thieving old so-and-so, and we have to stop them. To stop them very quickly. What did I see on the telly the other day? Oh, a friend of mine phoned me and said he was watching this Border Patrol program, which is where they're they're on customs and uh, an excise, and they're, they're they're stopping people coming into the country because there's so many people who've either got drugs or they've lied or they're at a scam college. And uh, there was another couple. There was a couple who'd, who'd come in, and um, and they said, "Well, listen, um, because they apparently they help them. You know, if if you're in now, listen, if you want to claim asylum." Then we can send you to a processing centre and you can stay there. This is a couple from Bangladesh, I think. And uh, they'd been in and out before and then they got stopped this time round because they obviously smelt a rat. And they said, um, so would you like to claim, claim a site? Would you be thinking about that? We'll go back to India, they said. So off they went, back on the next plane, which was quite funny. A uh, picture here of uh, Rob Lowe, looking a bit old now. He's now got greying hair. He's getting on a bit now. He's 47. 47 is is getting on a bit. Here's um, page 35 on Danielle Lineker's Beauty Secrets. Why don't you go away? I can't stand you. And take your irritating husband and those stupid crisp adverts with you. I every time I see him doing a crisp advert, it makes me want to throw something at the television. Like another television. Uh, on the sun today, shattered Victoria Beckham told hubby David as she cuddled new daughter, Harper Seven, we've had four kids, no more. You not find it amazing that she's still stick thin. She will come back after this baby, and you'll see her out in a few weeks' time. And and we we'll go. Well, how does she lose the weight? And some people can't lose the weight. The answer is it's metabolism. Some people were destined to be fat. Some people were destined to be chunky. And some people are destined never to put on anything at all. And those are the people we hate. And those are the people who generally see on the television going, "Oh, I can eat and eat and eat," and it doesn't make any difference to me. Robbie Williams has uh, laughed off complaints about his swearing by declaring one of my first words was the F word. And he said, I was born and raised for the first three years of my life in a pub. So? What does that, well, what does that make you? Just foul mouth, does it, Rob? You sometimes wonder, actually, whether he's in the real world. Although, actually, we do know that he's not. Because uh, Peter Andre started contacting him. Because Peter Andre, <laughs> being the simpleton that he is, wants to talk about UFOs. And uh, poor old Christo had somebody this morning on, some poor creature, who um, who couldn't believe that the Americans had spent billions on space travel when it was all done in an aircraft hangar. He was one of those who subscribed to the... Fa- and, and so Christo asked the question, quite rightly, which the bloke didn't have an answer. Why would the Americans go to all that time and effort of dummying up going to the moon? What would be the purpose of it? And they, none of these people have got an answer. It's, it's the old crop circle idiots. You know, they're all out there and flying saucers. I mean, I quite appreciate the fact that the universe is vast, frighteningly vast, and there might be something out there. But so far, it's so far away, we've never found it. You know, it's like the UFOs and the, co- and the cover-up. And you go, why would there be a cover-up? What would be the purpose of a cover-up? Surely we'd all, you know, every time we, we, we take, you know, David Attenborough and they go down into the deep or Jacques Cousteau, any of these people, we look forward to these things rising out of the depths, these huge monsters that we've never seen before. So why would we be worried about a few people walking either flat-footed with webbed feet and little bulging eyes going, nano, nano? Or so, why would we be worried about that? We'd be very interested in meeting spacemen. I'd have them on in conversation like that. They'd be invited on to every... Richard and Judy'd have them on. At least she'd have somebody of her own age to play with. And then she could sort of talk to them. And that, that would... Oh, they haven't got a show, have they, now? But, I mean, that'd be the kind of thing you'd want. You'd want that on the television. they go, and tonight, live on Alan Carr Chatty Man, we talked to the first alien who's landed. The ratings would go through the roof. They'd all be desperate to get them on there and, and chat to them about what life is like on another planet. What is it? And they'd show photographs and we'd go, wow, it's really cool. So there'd never be any any reason uh, for 
you know, the government to hush up things like that. It was just, you know, RAF pilots... Generally, you know, it's, it's, it's not true. They just sort of make these things up. Actually, talking of things that are not true, there was a story the other day in the paper that uh, Colleen and Wayne Rooney were big fans of The Only Way is Essex, and the producers said they wanted to appear on it. Colleen and Wayne Rooney have denied. He said, I've never even seen the show, and she said she can't stand it. So that's good news, as far as I'm concerned. Finally, they've said something decent. Finally. Quarter to six. <laughs> These are the headlines this morning. Two current and two former Metropolitan Police officers will be questioned by MPs later over the phone hacking scandal. One of them, Assistant Commissioner John Yates, assessed the initial investigation into phone hacking two years ago, but ruled there was no further evidence. It comes as the hacking scandal has reached the former Prime Minister and the Queen, with claims that attempts were made to access their phones. Gordon Brown says he's shocked at the scale of intrusion into his family's life after allegations that the Sunday Times tried blagging details from his legal file and his bank account. And finally, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are to keep a low profile for the rest of the year as they adapt to married life. St James's Palace says William and Kate want to spend quality time together as husband and wife in the run-up to Christmas. Now we'll have the travel. I think it's Jay Louise. Thank you, Steve. Southbound M1, some good news. The broken down... Noreen gone. Not on holiday, is she again? We haven't heard from Noreen for two days. I get worried if she doesn't send something. Goodness me, unless her computer's broken, which always worries me. She always managed to find a way of getting through. Uh, Steve, listening to you about the ex-policeman who wants the gastric bypass, I had it done in 2007, as I was huge and not afraid to admit it. I was 268... Kilo, kilo is over 30 stone. You see, that's why he's not getting it at 22 stone, because he's not big enough. He's not big enough. At 30 stone, you can have it. I'm now a size 16, 86 kgs's, and enjoying life uh, at last. At 59, I was the oldest person to have the op at hospital in Swansea. I was borderline diabetic. Blimey, I'm surprised you weren't diabetic, to be honest. Borderline diabetic at 30 stone. So you look at th- this bloke here, he's not that big. He's, he's, he's 22 stone. He just is going... You know, I, I might die within the year. Well, unless his doctor said he will die, he seems perfectly... He's tried this. He's, he's just, as far as I'm concerned, he's wasting money now. He's wasting our money. I don't think he should be given legal aid at all. He's perfectly capable of getting up and doing some, doing a bit of exercise. They do it in America. Do it here, mate. Don't be bone idle. It's like people go, oh, I can't lose the weight. Can you just put a gastric band in and then, you know, that makes it easier? No. Make some effort. Because he'll only put it on again. Anyway, uh, the total cost to have the operation privately is about £30,000, plus the cost of the follow-up every three months. It's not an easy option, as most people think you have to take supplements and change your whole outlook. I agree with you, he does look like a bit of a glutton. That's what his lawyer says he is. His lawyer says he's a glutton. I mean, I just look at him and think he doesn't look obese to me. And uh, she says, I couldn't even believe that the court were giving him time. But uh, I enjoy your show. It gives me a lift every morning. There you go, you see. You like that kind of idea, you know. Even people in Welsh Swansea are listening. Hello. I don't know why we talk like that. Uh, 84850. Ronnie says, you, you may wish to advise listeners who subscribe to Sky to take it one step further by phoning and threatening to cancel. I don't think that's an answer nowadays. I tried that once with a phone company, you know, to try and get a cheaper phone bill. And, uh, and they, I said, can you do me a better deal? And they went, not really. Although I spoke to a friend of mine the other day. How much is his phone bill per month mobile? For 750 minutes, he pays a fiver. A fiver. A fiver. I don't like to tell you what I'm paying at the moment. But uh, they, they, don't, they don't need to offer discounted packages. They, they've got enough people there, you know, without having to worry about things like that. Andrew said, I hadn't ever seen Come Dine With Me until you mentioned it. I've now become addicted. How can you not have seen it? It's been running for about four years. What are you... What, you're more than four years. What are you doing? 
It amazed me with some people who say, I mean, have you heard of the test card? Well, I've never seen it before in my entire life. It's unbelievable. There it was, woman at a blackboard, doing something with noughts and crosses. It's all very exciting. <laughs> also, the papers today, let's find out what the Daily Star are uh, spinning you today. And um, they've got, um, um, oh dear, broody Emma Watson again. She can't wait to hear the patter of tiny feet. Well, run around the bedroom, dear. You know, that's all I can say to you. Just run around the bedroom. You'll hear them very quickly. Here she is, the mum with 14 kids, living on benefits. Now her 15-year-old daughter's also living on benefits and is pregnant. And the boyfriend's nowhere to be seen, which is lovely. Gamming letters is actually quite easy. What you do is you take them out of the envelope and you put them in the free envelope that comes with something else and you send them all their own stuff, but send them somebody else's. And that way, they have to pay for receiving somebody else's rubbish. It always works every time. It was like trying to delay cheques years ago. Somebody said to me, if you want to delay a cheque going through the bank, rub a, a magnet over it, because it was a, it, they go through machines. And they said it slows it down a bit. I said, listen, they're still going to get the money. He said, yeah, but what, what you do is, years in, this, 20 years ago, this was one operating. He said, when, when you get the bill in from the Alecky company or the gas, he said, you put the electric cheque in the gas bill. He said, then you send that off. That takes three days. Then they open it, go, oh, he's put the wrong cheque in. They then write back to you and go, you've sent the wrong, that gives you at least a couple of weeks. So that, that, was, that was always perfectly acceptable, except now it's all done on, on direct debit. And so, but in the early days, we didn't have direct debit, did we? Uh, an MP has hit out at two new reality TV shows based in Liverpool, saying they will fuel regional racism. No, it just fuels a load of fat birds and blokes who are very stupid getting drunk. I don't know, you know, I don't think anybody believes it, do they? I really don't. I don't think it's going to make any, any difference at all. Jellyfish. I don't like jellyfish. We used to see a lot of jellyfish on the beach when we were kids. And we also don't go near them. Don't go near them because they've got long tentacles. And so, 20, 30 feet, some of these tentacles. And you'd find this, this jellyfish. We used to get the Portuguese Man of Wars washed up in Hong Kong. And we'd all stand around and look at this massive blubber. The, it was quite fascinating. you just look at it thinking, is it dead? Is it looking at us? You know, you imagine it's like something from the alien film where just when you turn your back, a little bit of the, the jelly substance moves and an eye comes out. And all of a sudden it grabs you. <laughs> drags you back into the sand. If you're going to the beach today, have a nice day. Hope it all goes well for you. Uh, other, other stories in the uh, papers. To, God, there's not really a great deal, is there? Oh, locals have blasted Jeremy Clarkson. He always gets blasted, Jeremy Clarkson, doesn't he? He was a man who came up with a car looked very gay. And uh, he said he was rather quit Top Gear than move north. Seems fair enough to me. You know, if you don't want to, if you don't want to go and live up there. But, of course, they're so sensitive up in Manchester. Bunch of wusses, I'm afraid. He actually described... Uh, the uh, the place up there as a small suburb of Manchester with um, a Starbucks and a canal with ducks on it. <laughs> I've been to Manchester. It's a dump. OK, let's just leave it at that. You don't need to say anything else about it. Because you remember Anne Robinson got blasted for saying that uh, that the Welsh were all... I forget what she said about the Welsh. And people said, this is outrageous, this woman is saying this about, about you know, the Welsh. And now it's, it's Manchester who've got their knickers in a twist. And uh, he actually says... I mean, he was born in Doncaster... He's described himself as a pure-blood northerner who would rather quit in a heartbeat than move to Media City, because they're moving everybody up there. I mean, and some people aren't moving up there. It's a shame, actually, I'd send them all up there. You go and live up in Manchester. Go on. It's much cheaper, and northerners are very friendly. I mean, they really are. People talk to you up there. You think they're going to mug you, but they're not. They actually want to talk to you. And, and because you come from London, you're not prepared for it. So when we went up north, we started doing a tour of different northern cities with sort of security. And... Um, and people talk to you. Cab drivers talk to you. 
and they go, hello, how are you? I don't know who that was. And, uh, and, they ju- and they just talk, and you think, that's quite, it's nice and friendly. It takes a while to get used to it if you're in London, because if you're sitting on a bus and somebody goes, hello, and they come and sit next to you, the next thing, you're pushing, bing, 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 stop the bus, stop the bus, loony, loony. You know, you have to stop these people. But up north, they do talk, and, and they're actually quite friendly. Not articulate, but they're quite friendly. They're, they're quite sweet as well. I don't want to live there, though. I really do not want to live there. John Snow is going to get an honorary degree from a university that, strange enough, expelled him 40 years ago. That's sweet, isn't it? The presenter, he's 60, he was expelled by Liverpool University for his part in a rooftop student demo. See, nothing on earth would ever get me onto a rooftop. I can't do heights. I'll be sitting there thinking, oh, I might slide off. And then you get to the edge. It's like I can't do anything whether it's an infinity pool. I cannot do that at all. Dreadful, dreadful, dreadful. 84850, uk. I wonder really where you think the, uh, the news... Uh, international scandal is going to go. All the papers are saying it's going to get worse. The Daily Mirror's headline is, how did the son know my son was sick? The answer is, Rebecca Brooks apparently phoned up five years ago. Now, did Gordon Brown say anything five years ago? I don't know. I'd love to know where you think it's going to go. Do you think this is the beginning of the end? Do you think we're going to see a huge explosion and the whole thing is going to just fall in on itself? And they're going to close the Times and the Sun? Or do you think he will weather the storm and he'll get what he's asked for? It's an interesting scenario, isn't it? More details after the news. 118434, just say no more. 118. Morning, everybody. Tuesday morning in London. It's uh, July the 12th. Nice to have your company this morning as the phone hacking scandal gathers momentum. Now you get the front page of the mirror because it turns out that uh, Gordon Brown... Uh, had uh, records of his sick son leaked to the sun. And uh, the uh, the Mirror have said today, as the Murdoch Empire is in crisis, how did the son know that his boy was sick? Uh, he's accused um, Rebecca Brooks, who apparently phoned him up five years ago to say that they had that. Then it turns out that, uh, that another paper within the Murdoch Empire... I'm beginning to wonder, it, it isn't just papers within the Murdoch Empire, is it? I wonder whether or not it, it sort of runs rife through what we used to call Fleet Street or whether it's just confined to a few people. Because I would have thought this went on all the time. But when it appears that they tried to hack into his bank account and get all sorts of other things, then I think, uh, I think we're in a bit of trouble here. And that's exactly what they've said here. Gordon's baby was targeted. New Mur- Murdoch uh, furor. As Mr Brown reveals, a son obtained private medical records about his son's cystic fibrosis. Where did they get them from? Where do you get private medical records from? Where do, I mean, would you, would you better hack into somebody's computer to access them? If so, who else have they got? It also turns out as well that uh, Prince Charles and his wife have been told they are among ten royals who were targeted by hackers. Well, it's even bigger than we thought, isn't it? The uh, pensioner group as well, Southern Cross's shock decision to close yesterday, is going to put people's lives at, risks, uh, at risk. The embattled company's demise leave thousands of pensioners at more than 500 care homes with no idea who's going to run the establishments and whether they'll be allowed to stay there. Very worrying time for a lot of people who've come to look on these places as their home and have this snatched out from underneath them. I mean, it's, I think that actually moving people in some cases, I have no doubt, will have dire consequences. So I think we need to keep an eye on that story as well. And here's this poor old boy called Harry Sarami. Harry Sarami must be one of these rare 15-year-olds who can grow a beard. And at his school, they've said, shave it off. And yet, for some reason, they don't seem to mind girly earrings in boys. I never understood why boys would want earrings in the first place. 
And um, they say that Asian boys... He, his, his, his mother has argued that Asian boys are allowed beards on religious grounds, so why can't he have a beard? And the school have said no, even though there are people there with nose rings, eyebrow piercings, and yet he's growing... It's not a particularly big beard, it's just that he's obviously capable of growing a beard. He, he would have to shave every day, and it would cause him problems as he suffers from acne. Now, a lot of boys suffer from acne, and they sometimes grow beards because it sort of covers up the acne, because it's, it's just one of those things you get when you're young and your hormones are sort of going about all over the place, you do get a bit spotty. And acne can be an absolute bugbear for a lot of young people. However, Simon Smith, the head of Ribbonsdale School in Clitheroe, said the policy for boys to be clean-shaven had been in place for many years. He said Harry could return if he shaved. So it's going to be one of these standoffs. However, there's another schoolgirl in the paper today, and this is an 11-year-old. She's a prefect. I sadly never got to be a prefect in my school. I wanted the badge, and I was, so t- I was a table monitor, which wasn't exactly... It's not the same, is it? But, although, actually, oh, you were a prefect. Of course, you would have been priggy prefects. And I was table monitor. If I knew I was a prefect on the table, I'd serve them last. OK, and pudding. Well, we didn't have to wait on people, but I was in charge of the food... I didn't wait on people as a table monitor. It might have looked like that to some people. But here is 11-year-old prefect Leia Bagule. Leia um, decided that she was going to set up a Facebook page criticising a headmistress. And she called it, I Hate Mrs Frost. Well, of course, you can't do that, because at 11 years old, uh, she shouldn't even have been on there. She claims that she did it out of frustration. Imagine a frustrated 11-year-old. You can only hazard a guess at what she's going to be like when she gets a little bit older. And uh, she set up this Facebook page because she didn't think the headmistress dealt with a, um, a certain situation. And so, uh, you know, the, the, it's, it's very upsetting. Her father, Andrew, said the police came round and advised us that she's too young to be on Facebook. The advisory age is 13, but it's not the law. But, you know, that she shouldn't be on at 11 on Facebook. So already you've got trouble with the father brewing, haven't you? Well, you know, it's OK. I've said it's OK for it to go on there. Anyway, he says, I thought it must have been something really over the top. She's very upset about it. She's a top student, and every teacher said she's a credit to the school. And apparently, uh, the mum, who trains nurses, says they're treating an 11-year-old girl like an adult who's carried out a hate crime. Yeah, but it doesn't take long for these things to build up. Perhaps parents don't under... Perhaps they've not read Facebook properly. You know, I hate Mrs Frost could turn into let's kill Mrs Frost. I mean, the whole thing can build up very quickly. Children just write things. <coughs> Excuse me. She says here, it was the sort of thing that children used to write on their notebooks. But it's the, the, uh, the technology we have these days. They've since removed her sister from uh, the school. And a school, school spokesman said that the bosses had exhaustively uh, investigated the family's complaints and had followed correct procedures. And I quite agree with the school. Because it doesn't take long for people to build up and go, who else would you like to hate and kill? You know, it might start off as something quite innocent, but it very quickly turns into something very, very nasty. So, really, you know, the parents should have backed the school on this particular occasion. Because this girl is now going to think, I can do anything I want. I can now do anything. Because I'm now in the papers and my mum and dad have said it was all right. 84850, steve at (coughs) lbc.co.uk. <coughs> very quiet day for the people of Essex, people appearing in the show. Nobody's actually doing anything. Not that they ever did anything in the show. And, uh, and here's Topshop boss Sir Philip Green's daughter, set to become a new star of Made in Chelsea. Apparently, they're in talks with Chloe after it's revealed she's dating bisexual Ollie Locke. I haven't seen Made in Chelsea. I don't know anything about the programme, but I'm assuming it's the same as... Uh, have we seen a couple? Any good? <coughs> it's so-so. 
You could get into it as well. Oh, there you go. And Cannon and Ball are touring again. Plus, there is a new comedy show up on the uh, the television, which is a very good idea because it's a comedy show where they don't edit people. Because uh, a particular comedian, I won't tell you which one, has said that all the comedy shows on television are so heavily edited to make the comedians look really, really good that many of them cannot deliver live. So they're going to do a comedy show with a £100,000 prize and the offer of a DVD and a tour to see who can be... And there's all sorts of people, policemen, everybody. They're all entering to see whether they've got what it takes. It's a lonely life being a stand-up. And as Jon Snow receives an honorary degree from the university he was expelled from 40 years ago, what have you done that's better late than never? As Jon Snow gets this honorary degree 40 years on after he was expelled, what have you done that's better late than never? 84850 or tweet me, LBC 973. Check on the news headlines with Sam Pittis. Two current and two former Metropolitan Police officers... Morning, everybody. 18 minutes past six. Uh, Val says, I'm trying to get my sister her favourite film of all time for Christmas, The Amazing Mr. Blunden. Uh, you can't get it anywhere. It just... The, the, the prices are huge for it because it's a very difficult film to get. I got one, I think, came from Amsterdam... Not Amsterdam, Norway or something like that. And uh, it, it's very difficult. You've got to be very careful buying some of them. If you buy on eBay, the chances are it's a copy. So don't buy it from eBay at all. You just have to wait until eventually one, uh, one comes up. Um, apparently, Reed, David and Victoria Beckham, the seven, refers to their combined IQ, Steve. <laughs> Let's hope half past seven does not become a singer. I, d- I just think that they're, they're going to shorten the name. I think that they are going to shorten the name. And she's going to become known as Harpy, Harpic, all, all the sort of... She's going to have the mickey taken out of her, and I don't think there's a lot you can do about it, really. But uh, it's for a competition, says Stephen Croyd, and I don't know uh, about to create the most ridiculous name for a baby. The Beckhams must be in with a fair chance of winning that one. It's Harper Seven. I mean, we had it all day yesterday, and the more I kept thinking about it, the more I kept thinking, perhaps they've been indoctrinated in America too long. Perhaps they're out of touch with everything. Harper Seven. Very strange. Uh, Steve, people who want to lose weight and relax at the same time should go swimming. If you can't swim, use armbands. Swimming uses a lot of energy in a relaxed way. It's very enjoyable. Yes, I mean, this is for this man who is overweight. He's not vastly overweight. He's only 22 stone. I don't think 22 stone is clinically obese, as we've had a lady who was 30 stone, and she had the gastric band done. It's quite an expensive operation to have done privately, and they won't do it where he is, mainly because the NHS is cash-strapped, and frankly, they're, they're quite right in saying this man should get off his fat bottom and get him out there and do some exercise. Eat some healthy food. Don't shove fried food in your mouth. Don't have toast. We were talking about toast earlier on, actually, debating whether or not we should bring a toaster into the studio. The excitement of a toaster and having hot buttered toast in the morning, perhaps with a little bit of marmalade, perhaps lime, lime marmalade or something like that. It, and, and it sort of built up into a meal. And then I, I was at the station yesterday, and the very exciting thing at the station is sometimes they actually give away free gifts. Yesterday it was breakfast cereal, so I walked round twice and got one from each girl. I don't really know, eat breakfast cereal, but I thought it was free. I don't like to sort of... They go, free, free cereal, and they give you the name. I can't remember what it was anyway, but they had loads of it to give away. I thought, I wonder how many people eat the free gift, and then think, I'll go and buy that cereal. Because I used to eat Jordan's as well, because I used to love the advert on the television. It's a family-run farm. The trouble is, it's so bad for you, because it's just... It's it's all... No, not Katie Price's cereal. We don't have anything to do with Katie Price. <laughs> she's moving house, by the way. She's getting rid of that house because she thinks there's a curse on it. Because mm. you're in it. And uh, she's moving somewhere else, but she's had to take a loss on it. It's uh, this mansion. Ghastly-looking place. Um, apparently she had up for three million, but it had to go for two seven, I think. 
two million seven. So there you go. So you better see that in the new series. That'll be exciting, won't it? Seeing what sort of place she's moved into. But uh, I used to eat Jordans, but then somebody said, it's got loads of sugar, but it tasted really fab. It was clusters of this, and it just... It, it loads of sugar, but it sounded fab. And I used to eat that, and then I used to eat... I used to have sugar puffs. And then, and they had sugar, and I couldn't eat sugar puffs either. And then I used to, we used to love Frosties, which... Turned, I know the clues in the title. Frosties. You know, it's, it's a cornflake with sugar on it. It's as simple as that. And crunchy nut cornflakes, you could eat a box of them, but it's so bad for you because it's full of sugar. So what do you end up with? Shredded wheat. But I quite like shredded wheat, you know. And I've learned to eat shredded wheat without sugar on. In fact, I can eat anything without sugar on now. It doesn't bother me at all. And, uh, and shred- in fact, actually, now I've tempted myself. Bite-sized shredded wheat, I think, is on the card today. Oh, shreddies are good for you, I think. There are a couple of things that were good for you. Because I thought cornflakes, because there was nothing. And somebody said, no, 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 no. Weetabix is quite good for you. I, I like Weetabix with butter on. Have you ever had Weetabix? I know it sounds awful, doesn't it? But I tell you what, it's really lovely. If you really want a, a calorie killer, Weetabix with butter and peanut butter on the top of it. I mean, it's like eating glue. <sighs> Nothing seems to dissolve. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Oh, we have found two numpties from the Only Way is Essex. This is Sam Fa-Fa-I-Is. Apparently he's only 20, but looks about 50. And, uh, and Joey Essex, it doesn't look as though he's actually in anybody's world at all. And they're trying to pretend they're a relationship. But they went to the, uh, the T4 party on the beach, the one that JLS didn't go to, which I was mortified. Mortified. And it's only because they didn't give them rehearsal time. They were letting the people in just as they were about to start their rehearsal. And quite rightly, the boys said, and I'd have said the same thing, don't be stupid, it's supposed to be a surprise. Why have people coming in when we're rehearsing? So anyway, so Joey Essex... A strange creature, and Sam Fa'ears, um was spotted at the uh, the T four on the beach party. But an onlooker said, "You could have cut the atmosphere with a knife." They weren't talking to each other, so it's it's all fake. It's all f- you don't need to believe any of these people. They're all a bit peculiar. And in another three months, we'll have we'll have got rid of them all anyway. And if we manage to get uh, Big Brother off the ground, although why I can't imagine, um, Amy Childs might go into it. Perhaps they'll stick Danielle Lloyd back in there. That'll be interesting, won't it? Daily Express. Um, They've got here, the Beckhams called their baby girl Harper Seven, how bizarre. The scandal, the hackers, spied on the Queen and the Prime Minister. The files that Rebecca Brooks is alleged to have told Mr Brown, I've seen on your sick son. I mean, that would just, that would just put the fear of God into you, wouldn't it? A, that she had their number in the first place and could actually get through. And secondly, that you would say, I've seen that your son is very sick, he's got cystic fibrosis. I mean, how awful is that? The Dowler family... Uh, went to go and meet uh, Nick Clegg the other day, and uh, Rebecca Brooks was driven away from News International, actually not smiling, whereas the other uh, day she looked all happy and smiley, smiley, because she just had a nice meal with the boss. And uh, here is uh, Victoria Beckham. She's going to be stick-thin, isn't she? She's going to come out again, and you'll go, are you sure you've had a bit? Did you just not stick a cushion up there and just pick a baby out? You know, because it's not possible to lose all this weight. Or there could be a mass walkout, I'm afraid. EasyJet staff in France have threatened their first strike. They want better sick pay and bonuses. I think, actually, I, I love the EasyJet programme on the television. They're so rude to people. I love it. They stand there arguing, especially when they were at Luton. The Luton team seemed particularly vicious. And they, so people have turned up and they go, well, you weren't here on time. The gate has closed. Yeah, but the plane's still there. The girl at Liverpool was really awful, wasn't she? Oh, she was horrible. We didn't like her at all. She, she was deliberately nasty. If I saw her in a plane, I would open the door halfway through and push her out over the channel. Go on, swim, I'd be going. 
She was she was customer service woman, and they didn't seem to have much customer service. No, you didn't turn up on time. We were here. We were trying to get here, and we we couldn't get from here to. Well, I'm sorry, but the plane's still there. Look, well, no, the pilot said he's not taking anybody on board. And that was it. I mean, you were dealing with a wall, an absolute wall there. As Jon Snow receives his honorary degree from the university he was expelled from 40 years ago for a, a rooftop protest, what have you done that's better late than never? You know, you might have decided at the age of 87 to go hang gliding or to learn to drive. Uh, or you might have sort of actually put a kitchen in or done some plumbing or done all sorts. Of, I've, I've got at home. I bought it donkey's years ago. The Reader's Digest book of how to do everything in the house. And it's everything from putting a new toilet in, plumbing the cistern in, uh, wallpapering, putting a light stock, everything. It's got everything. I've never used it once. I've never, ever used it once. I've never thought I want to interfere with anything like that at all. And, and so, I, so I haven't. But I've got the book there just in case. Now, Dawn, uh, Dawn, who is Lucky Dawn, has just won again. She's won a competition which I didn't enter she says, I won tickets via Metro Online to see Moby at the iTunes Festival in the Roundhouse. Unbelievable. How does this woman win all the time? She says, I don't know very much about Moby. Oh, you'll love Moby. You will, definitely. Another guy I know, Colin, reckons Moby's awesome. And she says, if you're still keen to get hold of fresh Brussels, Brussels sprouts, can't even say it, for fear of salivating too much, try Tesco's. She said, they're still available online for home delivery. You talked about Levi Roots. I bought some of his spicy reggae reggae tomato juice drink. I'll be the only one because I never drank until much until I was about 20 years old. Everybody else in my family was sort of chucking it back left, right. Actually, that's a lie. They never did. And because um, we used to have a, a, an alcoholic drink with a Sunday lunch. But I didn't. I'd have a fizzy drink. So I used to drink tomato juice. I'd go into a pub and people go, oh, you're drinking tomato juice. i go, yeah. And I'd get a packet of plain crisps and dunk them into my... I used to love tomato juice. I used to love it. But anyway, she, she bought this reggae reggae tomato juice. So it's very tasty. Tomato juice with a spicy kick. Sounds lovely. Matt Cardle, we mentioned yesterday. I didn't know what was happening. And uh, she says he's got his debut album on October the 24th. Probably just taking his time and getting it right. We don't even tell where Noreen's gone to. I would love to know. And uh, Steve and Sandra in Chislehurst are going to the station. It's lovely. I love the way people listen in the car, you know, for that brief moment. She takes him to the station. And um, Michael and Phil in Chatham... I've never been to Chatham. I keep meaning to go to Chatham. I keep seeing it on, on news programmes, and I think, I'd quite like to go there, to the Royal Docks. Don't ask me. She's screwing up her face. I don't know about that. If I said to you, I'm going to come and pick you up in the nice car today and take you to Chatham for lunch, you'd be there like a shot, wouldn't you? Yeah, if I was paying you right, actually, it's free lunch. And, <laughs> so, yes, you're right, actually. What a stupid thing to say. Of course anybody would go for a free lunch. But, uh, but they think it's a very strange name. Half past seven. Half past seven. Taking us many hours to stop laughing. Say, Michael and Phil in Chatham. Um, oh, we had the... I forgot to mention to you earlier on. Because uh, we had a winner. We had a winner on Sunday. The special Sony Vio laptop went to a Mrs M from Woodford Green. She placed her winning bid of pound and eight pence. pound and eight pence At 08.54 and 30 seconds. Because it's all computerised. So, well done, Mrs M from Woodford Green. A very happy winner, no doubt. I should give you another name check on Sunday, because we like to, to mention... Some people don't like to be identified, in which case you could be anonymous from Chatham or wherever it happens to be. And hopefully we'll have another how low this coming Sunday. 
And I mentioned Bomber Command. Do you remember I missed Bomber Command because I was away for the day? But they're going to be, apparently, at Squires Garden Centre in Shepparton on the 23rd of July at one o'clock. And Pat says, hope you get to see them this time. I should try and put a note in my diary and try and remember. Um, as John Snow receives an honorary degree from the university, he was rusticated. What's that? What's rusticated? Oh, temporarily expelled. I've never heard of it before. He was... Who came up with that? I bet, I bet Sam Pittis came up with that one. Who was it? It was in the news story. He was rusticated from 40 years ago. I prefer the word expelled. It's ha- it has more of a ring of Tom Brown's school days to it. He was... But he was expelled, wasn't he? Was he not expelled? Oh, he was, oh, he was temporarily expelled. Because he only sat on the roof temporarily, I suppose. Who knows? Who cares? Anyway, he's got it 40 years later. What have you done that's better late than ever? 84850, LBC 973. And also, if you were to win tonight's Euro Millions, but you won't, of course, because I've got the numbers, would you stay anonymous or would you go for the publicity? Bearing in mind, it's £166 million. It's more than any of us could ever... You'd be richer than the Beckhams. You'd be richer than so many footballers. They might have the flash cars, but they don't have cash. As I said the other day, the paper said, oh, you'll nearly be as rich as the Beckhams. No, you'd be far richer. The Beckhams could not get their hands on £166 million, whereas you could. Because you'd have it. You could say, I want it all in 5p pieces. And I'm taking it home now in a bus. I wonder what 100... That would be an awful lot of money. So £166 million. Would you go public? You have to think about it very carefully. Would you go public on that one? £166 million. I bet you anything, nobody wins it. Oh, God, now I've got this feeling. Having just said that, I think somebody is definitely going to win it tonight. I think somebody's definitely going to win it. But would you go public? 84850 LBC 973. This is LBC, and the time now, 6.30. Morning, everybody. It's like bringing an entire orchestra in now. <laughs> everybody comes in. I can't wait for them to finish Leicester Square. I really can't. Uh, I've noticed that uh, we have more pronouncements, not from Sarah Ferguson, but from, from good old Kerry Katona again, who has come up with the next greatest line, which goes down in living memory, who says she's prepared to go to drama school to prove she can act. I would also look at Panto if I was offered a role. Yes, I, I really think actually parents would boycott any panto that you happen to, to be in. It's, it's a little bit, little bit more difficult, this acting lark, than you think. Uh, Brad reckons that this can only get darker, the hacking scandal, when it comes out that Lady Di was hacked. Oh, I would have thought out, well, you didn't need to hack Lady Di. She told everybody where she was. The press didn't need to sort of go hacking into any computers or anything like that, because she used to get somebody to phone up to say she's going to be at so-and-so, and so-and-so. That was how it worked. In fact, you can normally find these things out very quickly. I think it's definitely going to get worse. I think absolutely it's going to get absolutely enormously bad. And I'm not sure whether or not it's the kind of thing that could close News International. I don't know how how bad is bad. But I know that uh, Nick Ferrari will be looking this morning as Gordon Brown is the latest victim of the phone hacking scandal. I mean, it's it's absolutely appalling that you would actually phone somebody up and say that they've got details of their son's... uh, illness by saying he had cystic fibrosis. I mean, where did that come from? You know, heads should undoubtedly roll. I I want to know as well whether or not Gordon Brown complained at the time, or were people so in awe of the press barons that they refused to do anything because they were frightened of what they would start digging around and finding, because that was always the threat, wasn't it? I remember years and years ago when uh, the son had to apologise to Elton John, the first person I think who actually took them on and got a million pounds compensation because they'd made allegations which turned out not to be true, and they had to do a full-page apology. Most people who, who got done by the news of the world, even if even if it turned out they were wrong, hardly got any apology at all on the front page. It was shoved away, page 26, page 27. 
And that was, that was how powerful the papers are, and they're still powerful to a, a certain extent. They can obviously make and break careers. What's interesting here is now that the news of the world's gone, do you think the sun's going to go as well? Do you think the sun could go? Rebecca, Rebecca Wade, as was then, was an editor of the sun, so she's been editor in the news of the world. I mean, she must know something about what's been going on. I mean, you can't, you can't be an editor and get yourself into that position without roughly having an idea of things. You must have known various methods, wouldn't you? I'm only guessing wildly. But Nick will talk um, about this this morning, especially as bank accounts, medical records and property information have already been allegedly hijacked by News International. Where do you get this? Is it that easy to get hold of? Perhaps I'm being incredibly naive. And then more and more comes out about this media scandal and the Murdoch UK empire looks increasingly in jeopardy. Nick will be uh, asking where it stands now. I mean, could this bring down Murdoch? Could they close down News International? Would he close down The Sun? And the Sunday Times, would they relaunch with different names? Could this be the thing that changes the face of British journalism? Certainly doesn't look good, does it, I'm afraid? Uh, Nick will be looking at peace, police aggression, and in light of a pensioner being tasered, asking if tasers really have a place within the, the British police force. Zena Atkins, former Ofsted chair and CEO of Way Education, is in looking at the papers this morning. They'll talk to Stuart Purvis, former senior executive of Ofcom and former editor-in-chief at ITN talking about hacking. Where does it all stand now with the B Sky B bid and the Murdoch empire? Uh, plus the political fallout in the UK. And they'll be talking to Keith Vaz as the Met Police go in front of the Home Affairs Select Committee. All that and more with Nick and the team after seven o'clock this morning. Steve, at 64, I ran 10 kilometres. Better late than never. There you go. Which is good. Uh, I finally got together with my first and only love 30 years later. Definitely better late than never. You do read about that, don't you? You know when you see people in the paper and they go, this, this was a couple who went out and then he was posted overseas and they lost track of each other and, they, and both of them got married and now they're both single again because their partner's died and they've come back together again. Those are quite heartwarming stories. I like that. I'm finally giving up drinking. Uh, I'm very happy now. No more sore heads. Yes, drinking, stopping drinking is actually a very good thing after Daniel Radcliffe said he hadn't had a drink since August. And then the other day we had um, another actor, Ewan McGregor, who said that he's also stopped drinking because it's an occupational hazard, I suppose. If you're, if you're sitting, I mean, I remember lots of famous people. Oliver Reed was a classic example, turning up on The Word, and they filmed him in his dressing room, quite clearly, three sheets to the wind. And he was staggering around. He was... Yeah, he was, it was all set up. But in fact, he was actually known. Do you remember when Lynn Perry, ex of Coronation Street, was drunk on the word? They used to deliberately put people on there to embarrass them and humiliate them. And, um, I mean, she, she did drink. Loads of people drank. I can name you, you know, ten famous actresses, you know, just off the top of my head, who secretly hid their, their drinking from people. I think it, everybody in the business knew about people drink. Euther Joyce used to enjoy quite a lot of booze. Joni Sims really used to enjoy quite a lot of booze. And I think people then, it, it just became acceptable. It's only now when people start saying, I want to live a little bit longer, that people start stopping on the, uh, on the drink. Sue in Shepperton says, we had a toaster at work and a French teacher put her bread in it and left it on, nearly burnt the school down. Toaster band, and we're given a cake at break instead. How good is that? Well, it depends whether you really like a cake. I think, mind you, to be honest with you, given the, given the choice, cake, see, I'd be hard-pushed. You can't have cake every day. Well, she can. She's in Shepparton. She's in Shepparton. They can do that. There's a lot of exercise going on around there. But I was, I was on the phone to my bank manager yesterday, and I said, I'm debating. This is a half past eight in the morning. Should I have a salad or cheese on toast? She said, there's no competition there. She said, cheese on toast. What does the producer say this morning? Salad. She'd have salad, you see. So, would you go public if you won tonight's Euro Millions? 
would you go public? 166 million. And they then say to you, well, listen, we'd like you to go public. And they will persuade you to go public because they want the publicity. Although with 166 million, I, I can imagine that your life would be made sheer utter misery by all those people who said, I've just spent loads of money and unfortunately I never got anything, so I'm now going to target you. And that would be a problem. I mean, I, I mean, the press would find you. Although, interestingly enough, Brett, in Crete, um, I don't think the press would be allowed to find you now, especially in the light of all this hacking. So you go, wait a minute, how did you find me? Well, we actually hacked into your work computer and we found out it was you because you'd said... No, 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 no. I've now got 166 million. I'm going to go to the best lawyer in the land and I'm going to take you to court. You'd have to go public, says Brett, because uh, you might as well just do a few interviews with a few newspapers, have your photograph taken holding a novelty oversized cheque with champagne and have done with it. And then, as usually it happens, declare that it's not going to change your life and then annoy the entire planet by saying that you'll be back at your regular job on Monday morning, which you might buy a new Ford Focus and you're considering buying a small house by the seaside. That's generally how it goes, isn't it? It's not going to change me at all. There was a man who won three million, still lives with his mum, and, and he's gone back to work again because he's bored. No point in having money, is there, unless you've got something that you can actually do with it. Uh, Dawn says, Noreen's gone to Norfolk. Oh, how lovely. Stay for a few days. Went early yesterday morning. Why she tell us where she's going? It's ridiculous. We have to, have to keep track of people now when they sort of disappear up to Norfolk. Uh, 84850. Six, uh, Jake says, how bored does a chap have to be, obviously not one in a meaningful relationship, to work out at 6.30 on a Tuesday morning that £166 million in 5p pieces would be £33 billion two hundred. Oh, no. 30, oh, I don't know what it is. It's, whatever it is, it's a lot. It's a lot of 5p, and you're quite right. You would have to be fairly bored at this time of the morning to work out how many 5p pieces it would be. Do you remember when they, they did... Was it Maxwell appeared on a television programme, on the lottery, to show you what a million pounds looked like? And I think they were giving away a million in the paper or something. It was bingo or something like that. And they had a million pounds there. Well, failing that, they had a million pounds, and Paul Daniels made it vanish. It might have been on the Paul Daniels Magic Show. But I'd never seen a million pounds, and it didn't look as big as I thought it was going to. You know, I was expecting something up to the top of the sky, but this was a fairly small, rather unobtrusive sort of little bundle of money. Although, to be honest with you, we've got 166 of them by tomorrow morning. I'm taking you all out for a cup of tea, OK? Everybody. We will hire the Royal Albert Hall. Wait a minute. This might be a binding contract. Got to be careful what we say here. But it would be nice, isn't it? We'll hire the Royal Albert Hall and we'll have a, we'll have a show. We'll put on a show. We'll, we'll sort of have can-can dancers from Paris and the Luton Girls Choir and uh, all sorts of... We'll have a, Dagenham Girl Pipers and everything else all coming in and, and, uh, and everybody get a cup of tea. From Paris, Luton and Dagenham, eh? I tell you, that Steve Allen knows how to live. He's showbiz royalty. He knows what's going on. And we'll, we'll have, all the bars will be free and we make sure there's food and we get Chris Christodoulou to take everybody's picture and you'll get a souvenir picture of me and you and, or me and the Dagenham Girl Pipers or me and somebody from Luton. You know, all sorts of exciting things. If I win the 166 million, but there's very little chance because nobody, I'm afraid has ever, ever come up with the odds. And they must have surely been through them all by now. They quite clearly haven't. I think it's 50 million to one. I might be wrong. It might be 70 million to one. I don't know. Lynn says, I wouldn't let anybody know if I won the lottery. I wonder how long before my husband realised. I think he'd spot the new handbag. He'd spot the new handbag and go, you've won that lottery, you haven't you? Go public? Never. I'll just leave a voicemail. Everybody could hear it then. And uh, Alan and Sylvia have a son, Francis. He's got a, a happy 12th birthday for yesterday. 
They forgot. I'm terribly sorry for that, Francis. They forgot yesterday. OK, so they're doing it today. They think you're great. Oh, no, sorry, they think I'm great. <laughs> you they're not too bothered about. And that's from, uh, from your mum and dad and from your sister, Alexia. Twelve years old. God, dear. If only I could remember what it was like to be twelve years... Well, anyway, let's not bother, shall we? Uh, 84850-stevedlbc.co.uk. Um, uh, James has sent me his uh, Sky Freeze letter, which is very interesting. And uh, they say we're making your sky better with a, fr- a Sky Freeze so for 12 months, you don't pay any more money. Is that going to help? I wonder. That's the, the first, first we'd heard of it this morning was when somebody uh, raised it. So thank you very much indeed for that, James. But uh, we'd love to know, are you going to go public? And what have you done that you've put off doing for ages? You know, like skydiving or baking a cake or, you know, doing a nude holiday or something. Not too keen on hearing about the nude holiday. Photos would be useful. And uh, anything like that. You know, you've taken up gardening. You've, you've done so. You've decorated yourself. You've wired a plug. What have you done that you've put off for ages and ages? And if you won the £166 million tonight, would you go public? You'd have to think about it very carefully. Very tempting when they go, just hold this champagne. OK, shake the bottle, because uh, you're paying for it. And here it is, and here's you with a giant cheque with 166 million written on it. I'd defy anybody to go into their local little branch, you know, in sort of Frinton-on-Sea and go, I'd like to open an account with 166 million pounds. And they'd be going, Because mm. I think you would then have to decide which bank you would go for. Would it be Coots? Would it be Drummond's? Would it be one of the big ones? You know, do you want something old-fashioned where people go, good morning, Mr. Allen? I get that now. But, uh, you know, good morning, Mr. Allen, and uh, uh, here is your... And they'd have to send you a statement every day. You'd, you'd have your own personal banker, and they'd be advising on investments and, and, and how many tea cakes to buy and whether or not hiring the Albert Hall is better or should you have had Wembley Stadium. I don't know, all these things to do. So much to worry about. It's only Tuesday. Let's have the headlines. With Sam Pittis. Two current and two former Metropolitan Police officers are to be quick. Morning, everybody. All is not well in the Calendar Girls camp. Do you remember the original Calendar Girls? Remember the film about the Calendar Girls? Uh, Miss February was Angela Baker. Much of the film was fictionalised by the... uh, But the friendship between Baker, played by Julie Walters and Tricia Stewart, remained true. It was Angela's late husband, John, who inspired the Calendar in a bid to raise money. And uh, when, when they did that, it was in February 98, five months later, he died. Strangely enough... Uh, Angela Baker uh, was comforted uh, after the death of her husband by the Reverend Charles Knowles, who she's now married to. So that was a case of somebody muscling in very quickly there. So anyway, so these were some of the original girls. So Angela Baker, Tricia Stewart, played by Dame Helen Mirren in the film, now 62. She and her husband Ian have since set up Calendar Girl Holidays and they raise money for leukaemia research. Beryl Bamforth was Miss January, the oldest of the calendar girls, 77, and uh, she has uh, been involved in launching a range of merchandise in aid of charity, including chocolate produced by the Yorkshire chocolatier Whittakers, 12 squares with the original calendar images on the wrappers, anything to raise money. Uh, Linda Logan was Miss July. It was her photograph on the original calendar, taken painting at her easel, and she still does that. Christine Clancy, Miss September... And uh, Ross Fawcett, Miss November. What of the other five? What of the other five? Sandra Sayers was Miss June, an interior designer who still lives in the village, is annoyed that the famous six seem happy to ignore their former Women's Institute friends. As far as several of the other girls are concerned, they won't talk to us, says Sandra, which is very sad coming from people who claim to be humanitarian. 
Lenny Pickles, was Miss April, said she feels excommunicated. Because obviously there was a, a camp split. You know, you had the ones who sort of went on and the, the five who got forgotten. Lynn Knowles said it was a parting of the ways. She's a retired general practice manager. Moira Livesey was Miss May. Says she no longer recognises the story of the calendar girls, whilst Rita Turner, a retired PE teacher and the original Miss August, prefers not to talk about her involvement. <coughs> Excuse me, isn't that a shame, really? Because it tours this play. Presumably that raises money as well for the cause, which is good. And uh, Darren says, if I won £166 million, I'd pay somebody else to go public. Do you know, I thought about that as well. I thought about that one. Give it all to my brother. Give it all to my brother and say, listen, he actually won it. Then knowing my luck, he'd... But then he'd keep it, you see. He'd disappear. He'd, I'd go, Andrew, where are you? I'll tell you. I'd go, ring, ring, ring. Nothing. At the end of the phone. Uh, Steve, at 38, and with three children, I went to university and became a school teacher. Never too late to change your direction in life, says Athene. Uh, no, 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 no. I would not go public unless... You're crazy. It is, it is the problem, isn't it? It is the problem of going public with 160... Imagine how your neighbours would treat you. Hello, well done. Very, very pleased for you. They're sharpening their knives on the stones outside. <laughs> because there's always going to be somebody who's not going to like you for winning that much money. They're going to go, it's too much money. My argument being, well, if it's too much money, don't go in for the competition. In America, of course, this is chicken feed to what they get over there. They get, you know, seriously, I think, I think the Nevada state lottery is, is something like five, six hundred million. The German state lotteries are huge. People buy parts of tickets. They're so expensive that they buy... And you, sometimes you get a whole village who wins, you know, and they share a thousand million or whatever it happens to be. Uh, Steve, playing devil's advocate, why was it, is it OK for the Telegraph to print leaked details relating to MPs' expenses? Surely that was private information and must have come from a hacked source. The journalists would have paid for privately held information supplied by a third party and arguably obtained illegally. Well, quite right, it is obtained, but it's, it's in the public interest. That would be in the public interest, knowing about MP, <coughs> excuse me, MPs' expenses and deciding, you know, whether or not the public should know about it. And the answer is they thought the public should. And, of course, that opened up a can of worms as well. In this case, they're hacking into people's private medical records. What they're doing is they're hacking in... And they're, especially when they sort of hacked into Millie Dowler's phone and deleted messages. I mean, that was unforgivable to actually hack into soldiers' phones who'd been injured or even killed in Afghanistan. That was unforgivable to try and get into Gordon Brown's bank account and to get the medical records of his son, very sick with cystic fibrosis, is just going over that. That's completely out of order. But though, did he, did he challenge it at the time? Did he challenge it? I don't know. No doubt that will come out today. There's going to be more questions. I don't think you've seen the end of this. I think this one's going to run and run and run. So we want to know this morning, very quickly, in the last few minutes of the programme, as Jon Snow receives an honorary degree from the university he was rusticated from 40 years ago, what have you done that's better late than never? We found people who've taken up all sorts of things in later life and, uh, and feel all the better for it. And also, if you were to win... Tonight's Euro Millions at 166 million. I can barely say it without choking. I wouldn't even mind a share. I don't mind sharing it with somebody. I don't mind sharing. No, not you next door. Anybody else but you. I'm going to see you all right, though. Don't worry. You're going to get the trip to Chatham and the lunch. And I'll bring you back. So there you go. Look at that. Couldn't say fair. I don't have anybody else to leave her there. And 84850, LBC973 or steve at lbc.co.uk. I'm glad that uh, Ruth Leon's book, What Comes After... 
is uh, is being mentioned in lots of the papers. We used to use Ruth all the time in LBC. She's a great theatre critic. And uh, she's talking about um, the theatre critic Sheridan Morley, who was dogged by deep depression until he tried surgery. And, uh, and I know both uh, Sherry when he was alive and Ruth as well. And she's got this book out, which you can order. It's very interesting. I finished reading the other day. Do you remember the book by the, uh, the lady-in-waiting to the Queen? And uh, she, was, um, she was with the Queen Mother when she died. Really, it's an easy read. It's not a difficult read at all. Very, very interesting. came through from Amazon the other day, so no doubt that's the one, I think, that Noreen's probably taken up to uh, Norfolk. Perhaps the overweight policeman, Steve, uh, could get the winner to pay for his op. As for doing something for it's too late, I bought a computer and learnt to use it, even found my partner online, been with him for 11 years. Best thing I ever did, said Margaret. I think, you know, there's, there's more silver surfers, as they call them now, just call it elder. There's, there's no... I mean, you've only got to look at Corin and Tony, two of my friends, and Jan and Pete. They use computers all the time. They're actually, they're actually better than I am. I'm useless on the computer. I could just about sign on. I can get my emails. I can't send anything. I can't forward on to people in this company because I've got no idea how to do that bit. I think I know roughly, but I'm not, I'm not particularly brilliant at it. But uh, silver surfing on computers, that's why whenever we have one as a how low on a Sunday, I think you should go for it. Because it's, it's certainly the thing that can absolutely change your life. And uh, you sit there and the world is on a screen in front of you. And that's why I absolutely love. You can go around the world, order stuff. You can do anything you like. Uh, Lynn says, would you be available to present my cheque on Saturday? Your choice of any... Well, if there's anybody listening, yes, I'm absolutely available to present the cheque to you. I'll be seen running down the road with it. Oh, that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? And who have you picked? Would you like... You know, you could have all these famous celebrities. We'd quite like Steve Allen. That'd be quite a good one. Financial Times this morning. Brown claims fuel hacking scandal. Uh, hacking uh, spreads. Shocked Brown's accusations drag the Sun and Sunday Times into scandal. And uh, this is from the uh, Independent. Uh, on the... Uh, also on the Independent, Brown accuses two more Murdoch titles. Telegraph, my son's medical records were hacked, says Brown. Allegations of illegal practices spread to the Sunday Times. Bank tricked into divulging the former Prime Minister's details and the boy's cystic fibrosis revealed in files obtained by the Sun. Finally, the Times on the front page. Murdoch counts cost as B-Sky B-Bid shelved. Four billion pounds has been wiped off the price of the shares. It's going to run and run, not just today. It's going to run for uh, quite a few months, I suspect, as uh, there are more and more inquiries and more and more to come out. We'll discuss it on LBC. Nick and the team will be doing it just after the news at 7. I'm back with you tomorrow morning between 5 and 7. Go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. You can find out uh, all the information that you ever needed to know about all the presenters and all the different programmes and learn about podcasting as well. I urge you to go to the site. Just have a check out. You can have a look at some very early pictures of some of the presenters here over the, uh, the years, courtesy of Dawn, and you can find them on the galleries. Nick, with you after 7, as I say, first of all, the business update with Sam Pittis. Thank you, Steve. The FTSE will open after closing down 61 points.